Hello, everyone. Welcome to Straight Shooters, where you will get straight talk concerning our Christian walk with hosts Earl Boats and Doreen Davis. Our topic today will be on discernment and deception. But before we get started, I'd like to share a little something that may not be a, mean a lot to you all, but it sure did to me. And that was yesterday morning. Um, I asked the Lord if I could see, um, if he would send George, my neighbor's pig, my way. It had been over a week since I had seen him, and I was kind of concerned because I'm in and out at times, and I can't always be around if that pig gets into some kind of mischief or anything like that. So in my heart, I, I had peace. I knew he was okay. In that, and I was using my discernment there since we're talking about discernment today. But at the same time, you know, being a mom, you're always a mom, you're always a parent, and, and, and God knows how much I love animals. So I said, Lord, I need to see from, I need to see, I know he's okay, but I need to see that he's okay. So I said, Lord, would you please send uh, George my way so that I could see he's okay? So I just want you all to know my prayer was answered. It was um, yesterday evening. I happened to look out the window, and who do I see at the fence line? My George. And so I went outside, and of course, I gave him a banana, and uh, I was happy. So with that said, um, Earl's going to start out this morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Can uh, you hear me? I wasn't sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad to be able to bring this this particular segment to you because we have done a lot of talking and a lot of discussion about discernment over the years, and Doreen and I talk about it quite often, and it's a very important part of of our daily walk. It's something that we really need. But uh, discernment is something that it's it's a synonym of of, of perception and things like that. Uh, for you've got, uh, you're able by to know what's going on. For the a natural person doesn't doesn't see that. A lot of people do not have discernment. But if you have discernment, you're able to see what's going on. Able able to understand the situation as it's being presented. Uh, it's necessary, very necessary in all of our walk, especially with the Lord, to be able to know what. It's going on and what the environment is producing around us. Now, there's a lot of lot of lot of things going on on both sides in the spiritual world and in the carnal world. We're going to spend some time this morning on on enlightening you the best we can to what to to watch out for and things that don't be deceived. We're going to talk about deception. It's 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 either fact or fables is what we're going to talk about, and the fact is. The, the truth and the fable is something that's made up. So I want to give it back to Doreen and let her, you're, you're ready? Okay. Uh, no, you just, you take it off since you're on the topic of deception. You take off with that. Okay. Okay. Decep- deception, again, it's necessary, like I said. My my life in the church was, was, uh, was uh, I, I heard this mentioned a lot, but a lot of, a lot of things is not mentioned that it's outside of that. In other words, to, to know what's going on in the environment around you. A lot of people today get their information from the television. They, they see things on TV, and they buy that. As that's the way that things are. But nine times out of ten, you're listening to a progressive, liberal, 
agenda. Social media. You're listening to a political message that is being put forth in an effort to establish some sort of rhetoric going on in, in, in the carnal world that's going to bring you into to believe something that's just simply not true. And we had a lot of that in our past. We had we had a tremendous, tremendous. And I'm sure Doreen's going to talk about this, but we we had a tremendous deception going on in the United States for about two years or better, mm-hmm. where we were fed a bunch of information, and it came from the top down. It and we had we had presidents, we had senators, we had representatives, we had news media telling us that the things that was that we needed to do and the thing. Now listen, when they tell you that you've got a pandemic going on in the world, a pandemic is taken from the word panic. So they want everybody to panic so that you know if if you got people scared, they'll they'll follow along with you. They'll somebody'll come along and lead them that's got a little bit more perception than they've got and they'll they'll follow that person and believe what they're saying. And there was a guy named Fauci who was, as far as I'm concerned, was the biggest phony that ever walked in shoe leather. <laughs> he was making $480,000 a year salary to tell the American people a bunch of lies and to actually promote another country that is an adversary of ours. So that's the kind of story that we got. And if, 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 you, if you listen to this thing from, and, and pay close attention, here's what you saw, that a bar... And a porno shop and a marijuana place was essential mm-hmm. for the for the good of the people. Mm-hmm. But the church and the banks and the schools and the things, the businesses were not essential. But 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 the, see, these crazy things just kept right on going. They left them open. They closed down an exercise place, mm-hmm. and there's a bar right to the side of it you could walk in and out. <laughs> They, they put a mask on everybody. They wanted to give everybody shots, yeah. and, and everybody lined up, and it was like a bunch of cattle going to be fed. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yep, <I> <laughs> and, you know, and nothing made sense no, because no. you had going into the restaurants, remember? Going into the restaurants, you had a line. This uh, going out, you were on the left side of the line, and going in, you're on the right side, as if there's an invisible wall there. Bar- barrier there yeah yeah, yeah. Just- yeah. okay you, you could you could be and sitting walk on each each sticker you need to stand on each sticker six feet apart like that's <laughs> going to make a apart. difference <laughs> if the guy in front of you turns around and sneezes you're I dead do it. <laughs> <laughs> i would uh, rebellious uh, there 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 is a story we won't get into about the mask but that that happened in Pigeon Forge one day, but we yeah. won't we won't talk about that. Well, we but, might, but you you might. But the thing the thing that I, that we're trying to put across here is if you're if you you see a, you see a person on TV, you see a personality on TV that you've seen all your life, and everybody years ago believed that Walter Cronkite everything he told you was the truth. Well, basically it was. Back in those days, he was giving you news. He was a journalist. He wasn't. He wasn't political at all. He wasn't favoring one party or another. Nowadays, if the, the, you've got you've got ninety percent of the of the news media are liberal progressives. There are people who are democratic. They were they're they're liberal in their beliefs, and liberal means that everything goes. You can just do anything you want to do. You do your own thing, and then 
On the conservative side, you maybe have 10% like Fox News or somebody like that who's conservative. And you you don't get the whole picture. You're getting the large amount of stuff you're getting is from from the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, so you're 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 being led like a sheep to the slaughter and and, and that's exactly what was going on. Yeah. Practice. You, we were paying people paying people money to stay at home. We closed down the schools. We mm-hmm. we masked our children who are weren't even now I'm not gonna get further into that, but but Well think the, about this. Can I say this? Yes, go ahead. Before there were ever cell phones, before social media, you only had the news. You right. only heard if if there was in a, if there was a problem in the world, you only heard it on the news. But because of how quickly, speedily, information gets now on uh, from social media, you can hear anything instantly. You hear it more quickly. And there's no time to stop and think. No. So because it's so quick instant. and instant, um, there's we just hear more lies. More lies are get out there quicker. Um, more deception is out there quicker, and it doesn't give anybody time to stop and think, does it? No. And and you've got scared people. You've you got, got you've got people. you've got you've got people like especially the old people who say I'm, I'm in that category. So the old people, I was never scared. I was, I was never, I never was scared that I was going to die from COVID. If I did, <laughs> bless God, I went to heaven. But, but th- they scared us. They, they told, they said, oh, this, it's, this dangerous for the old people. You can't get out. Listen, I got the, I got the crazy disease, but I, I was fine with it. I mean, I, I stayed at home. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, what I hated was when they shut the grocery stores down and you couldn't get in until a certain time and you right. had to wait in line and then you could only go in one side of the store. And that I have to admit, at first that was scary for me. That was because I yeah. saw yeah. what this was leading to. And I'm like, Lord, I'm not, I'm not ready for the mark of the beast yet, even though I know where I'm going, yeah. you know, because you think of other people that, you know, are not ready. And um, so, but I did get over it and it made me mad. It it really made, it gave, it put a righteous anger on the inside of me. And I said, yeah. no, I'm not giving into this stuff. I saw people, Doreen, in stores, and I'm sure you did too, actually taking a can of food down from the shelf with gloves on their hands yes. and wiping it with disinfectant and putting it into the bag. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this has gone way too far. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, it, I, there's still people, you still see people walking around today, especially old people, walking around with masks yeah. on. And Everybody, and, and it's already a proven fact that that mask could not stop a germ. It, it, did, it didn't prevent you from getting the disease, but people wore those things religiously. Now, some places you had to wear them. And there's still some are wearing them out. That's what's, well, and in cars. And in cars, for sure. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to make your own self. Again, they're scared. They're still scared. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm going let, to let you like, talk a while, okay? Oh, okay. Well. I'll, I'll stop you if I need to. Well, <laughs> since we're talking about, you know, the pandemic, um, People and, and Christians, I mean, what 
blew me away. It shouldn't have, but it did. Was you saw all these Christians who didn't know if they were going left or right. They didn't know um, they were walking around in a fog. They were like zombies too. Everyone was like a zombie except for those who had discernment. But we're not going to go into discernment right now. They had no clue. People allowed themselves to be controlled. They got in line, just like Earl said, they got in line and did as they were told. I want to share this dream that I had. Um, I had two dreams um, before the pandemic hit. It was um, the pandemic hit in what, 2020? Okay, it was 2019. I had one in the spring and then I had one in the fall. I should, I wished I had written them down. I rem- the one I had in the fall was more clearly 2019, the fall of 2019. And I was in this building and it was like, it was similar to the first, my first dream, except in my first dream, I was in a different place. But this one, there was a brick wall, you know, brick walls on uh, in a building. It's very laid back, cozy and warm. You know, it just is gives you that nostalgic feeling. It gives you a place, makes you feel safe, right? So I'm in this building and there's some chairs lined up against the wall, but people are standing in line. And then there's a door that you have to go through when it's your time. Well, I'm standing in line and I'm feeling, I'm discerning. I don't belong here. I need to get out of here. I knew what was behind that door. People were getting shots of something. And in my mind, they're getting the mark. This is it. This is the end. And I thought, I have got to get out of here somehow. I've got to get out of here and I've got to lie my way out. So as I'm, I'm, I'm heading out the door and this girl comes to me and she says, oh, where do you think you're going? I said, oh, I'm going to step outside and get some fresh air. Oh, you can't do that. So you see, and then that's when I woke up. I knew what that dream meant. It was not only about the end time, but it was also about what was coming very soon and it happened prelude to the end time it was a yes exactly right and i i told a a friend of mine who lives in uh the um washington state she said doreen i had the exact same dream so that was another confirmation so we have really got to because more things are coming this isn't it this isn't the last of it at all And we have to be prepared. We have to be on our game the next time. Um, Let's see. Um, You know, the devil brings deception. That building was about making you feel comfortable and making you feel good, like something good was going to happen. 
Well, that's how the enemy works, and that's how the mm. government is working. Right. That is how anybody who is not a part of light, who is not a part of God, um, you're going to be deceived, and their their whole goal is to make you feel good and make you think you're going to do the right thing, you're going into the right place. Um, we're living in a world of deception today. So we, we, we are talking about this so that we can help open eyes, open your eye, opening your eyes and your ears so that you're on top of it next time and you don't give in so easily to fear because that's how the devil works. He moves on people. He wants to instill that fear so that you will be easily swayed. You will be easily like those sheep. Get you off guard. Get you off guard. You get into that line to be slaughtered, yep. like the cows. Yeah, in the in the Second World War, Adolf Hitler would take the Jewish people and line them up, and he would play beautiful Jewish music and tell them they were going to a concert, and he would lead them down, and they'd walk into a gas chamber, still not knowing that he was going to kill them, and. The, the most powerful weapon, you mentioned this, the most powerful weapon that the devil has is deception. It started in the Garden of Eden. I'm not going to go there, but it, it, it started in the Garden of Eden, and it's been going on ever since. And his job is to get your mind off of the truth and on a lie. When you have CIA and federal government and FBI and all of these people that are perpetrating lies, and we know that they are, these are the people that are supposed to be the truth. We're supposed to be able to believe our leaders. Uh, I said the other day, if George Washington had come riding in on his horse and said, guys, it's it's all over with, you know, mm-hmm. okay, they, let's just surrender. But that's the, see, that, there, you have to have insight into things. And, and, and this, this is how you, you defeat Deception is that you keep your eyes wide open and you keep your heart wide open and you listen with your ears. Yeah. And and you pick up the truth and you say, there's something about this that stinks. Okay, go ahead. I'll just butt it in on you. But, uh, but, uh, uh, that's fine. And nothing, nothing made sense. Nothing made sense during that time. And still, there are a lot of things that are not making sense today. Um. You know, everyone gave into the government. They gave into the lies. No common sense. They gave into deception. Deception swept the world. And I have a scripture on this. And this is um, Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, two, chapter two, starting at verse ten. Starting at verse ten. Point six. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, listen to this, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So... This here, we had to practice, and yes, God allowed it. We saw 
people being exposed. We saw leaders being exposed who were not who they say they are, and they're still trying to pass that on. God, we saw a lot of things. We saw a lot of Christians who weren't who they say this, who they say they are. We saw a lot of people. We saw where their faith lied. Yeah. You know, and um, so I want to say this. It was all due from lack in their spiritual walk with God. Earl now more than ever. This is a time that we cannot, that we are, because of the time that we're living in, we cannot afford to lack in our spiritual walk in any way, shape, or form. Is it too late for those who haven't had a walk with God or who have slacked off? No, never. It is never too late. This was a practice test for everybody to see how yes, easily swayed they were going, how easily they were going to be told what to do. Government run a test on us. And I believe there's going to be another hit of something else. So this time we better be on our feet and we better fight and we better not give in. And I'm going to give you an example of uh, fighting and not giving in. And that, yes, I'm going to tell about Pigeon Forge. <laughs> so hold on to your seats, everybody. <laughs> now, we went to Pigeon Forge, Earl and Barbara and I. And there were some shops that had a sign that where you had to wear a mask, which are the shops that we didn't go in. Now, this shop we went in, there was no sign. So, so we went on in and, um, Barbara and I are looking over here and Earl's on the other end of the store somewhere looking at shirts. So I'm see I see these house slippers I'm thinking about buying. And then one of the workers comes to me and she says, would you like a mask? And I thought, well, I'll just be nice, keep everything peaceful, and I'll just take the mask and say, okay, thank you, but I'm not going to put it on. Now, Barbara, she went ahead and put hers on quickly. Of course. (laughs) A sheep. (laughs) So anyway, um, I noticed her watching me. Uh, She's watching me to see if I'm going to put this mask on. And for that reason, I definitely was not going to put that mask on because I'm going to tell you right now, nobody is going to tell me what I can and cannot do. No one. So with that said, she comes back over and she says, ma'am, I can't sell it. Now, this makes no sense either. I can't. This is all about control. Mm-hmm. I can't sell anything. She sees me holding those house slippers. I can't sell anything to you. If you don't put your mask on. I put those house slippers back down. I said, oh, that's fine. I'm just looking. I don't plan on buying anything. And so then she says, ma'am, you have to put that mask on if you're going to stay in this store. I said, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to put that mask on if I don't want to. And I will put that mask on. When I feel like putting it on, not because you're telling me to put it on. Well, she starts shaking in her shoes because I'm not biting the bullet. I'm not giving in to what she's saying. 
So she goes and gets her manager, who is this tall woman. She's like a giant to me because I'm 5'2". She's like a giant. And so she comes over, and she's younger than I am. And she comes over to me, ma'am, do you see these signs? I said, yes, I do. She said, those are the rules and um, the state law of the mask. I said, I know what the state law is. I know what it says, and I've got it right here on my phone if you'd like to read it. I don't have to put on a mask if I don't want to. Well, ma'am, I'm going to have to call the police and security if you don't put that mask on. I said, you go right ahead and call the police, and you go right ahead and call security. I'll be standing right here waiting on them. And then I, I, I didn't budge. And then she started shaking like a leaf because she's irritated, but yet I'm not moving. I'm standing for my rights. And I said, she said, ma'am, you're going to have to leave the store. And everybody's watching. And I, I'm just, I'm, and poor Barbara, I'm thinking, man, I got, I got, I got to cut this off because I don't want this woman to have a heart attack on me. You know, she's just standing there next to me and um, taking all this in. And I can I can tell you this was the most adventure that this woman has had in a long time. It was an adventure for her. But um, and then I asked Barbara, I said, where is Earl at? And uh, I see Earl standing in the back, way in the back, facing the wall with two loads of shirts in each arm. OK, so I told the woman, I said, listen, I will leave. But on my own terms, you get back behind the cash register and do your job. And I will leave when I'm ready on my terms. And until then, I'm not going anywhere. And then I start getting attacked from some customers. Just put the mask on. I bet you're not even vaccinated. I bet you have COVID. You have COVID. I said, I said, you have your mask on, so you should be protected. Don't worry about me. What I do is none of your business. And I said it nicely. And, um, well, are you vaccinated? I said, that's none of your business. And, uh, well, you need to put your mask on. I said, I don't have to do anything. And then they finally left me alone. So Barbara and I, we walked out of the store. And then um, here comes Earl empty-handed. So, Earl, you tell your side of the story. Well, she just came at me and asked me the same thing. Do you want it? Do you have a mask? And I said, no. And she said, do you want one? And I said, no. And she said, well, and our rules are that you have to have a mask on to be in here. And I said, well, I understand your rules, but I didn't make the rules. And I said, so I just laid the shirts down on the table and walked out and started looking for my two sidekicks. <laughs> and I realized that they've already been thrown out of the store. <laughs> so I go outside and they're sitting on the bench and then uh, I hear the whole story. But uh, the, We had a hard laugh. Yeah, well, you, you, it was, I understand people that are just doing, they're, they're on a the payroll and they've told them that you've got to make everybody wear this mask. And the, the lady was in her job but she was we also have our rights too and and i i think this that uh i said well i i there's nothing in here that i can't go home without so i'll just leave yes yeah. <laughs> so, so 
So I got I I didn't take the shirts back and put them where I got them. I you said, "Here's your shirts. <laughs> Here you go." But you know, we had a, we had another situation. I know we're running out of time, but we had another situation that came up in in, in 1999 called a thing called Y2K. Everybody heard of that? Everybody everybody heard Y2K, right? They sold us a, 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 a story that all the computers in the world was going to close down, all the cars were going to shut their engines off, the planes were going to fall out of the air. And the bad part about Y2K was I told everybody in my own stupid old Polk County knowledge, I said, it's not going to happen. There's not going to be, there's not going to, not, not going to be one computer probably shut down. And so it didn't, it didn't happen. It wasn't because I said that, it just wasn't going to happen. But the thing about it was there was people who were buying generators. They were out buying generators to, because they said the, the electricity was going to go down. Well, idiot, <laughs> the gas stations run off electricity. Where are you going to get the gas to run the generator? You bought a $15,000 generator and it's sitting out in your yard. They stocked up food. They stocked up, uh, you know, uh, listen, uh, when, we, when we get to talk about the pandemic, one of the biggest problems we had was toilet paper. <laughs> One night, about 10 o'clock, I'm sitting in my room watching TV, and the phone rings, and it's my buddy Doreen. And I said, where are you? She said, I'm out on the road. And I said, in the morning. I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm out looking for toilet paper. <laughs> and I said, well, I've got a use for you. You're probably not going to find any. Working hard to play. <laughs> so that's that's how that's how bad it got. And, yeah, and you know, and I always stay stocked. I mean, I I'm, let me tell you, I'm stocked now. <laughs> I will never, I will never be without toilet paper again. But this was this was a test, folks. This was a, this was a test of our ability to not be misled. Uh. If we had had some leaders in our group, but let me tell you something. I, I'm a big church person, and I'm a, I'm a born-again, sold-out Christian person. But some of the most, some of the most. There were no leaders. There, there were was no, no leaders. leaders. The church leaders was they all telling us. Uh, we, we, we had a pastor. We never missed a service. They told us we could not come. We did. They did say you could wear a mask in here if you want to. If you don't, you don't have to. We had masks out front for anybody that was scared. We had our services. And thank God for Jimmy Dupree. He was one guy that said, we're not going to close. Our, if there's nobody here but me, I will be here. And we had our services. But there was people. There was people. Actually, folks, listen to me. The federal government came out and arrested people for having church in the yard outside. Outside, there was no danger from COVID. Outside, no. and so the church went outside, and was they came in and arrested church people. Mm-hmm. Now people were sitting in the bars drinking their drinks. That you don't drink with a mask on, folks. <laughs> try it sometime. I don't think it can be done. No. So they were inside there. They were drinking their drinks. But but the, but this thing this thing went blue. Got blew out of proportion. And we and we got a lot of people got deceived. Thank God, and some people that didn't, and some people didn't believe this lie. Yeah. And but it came from the it came from the people that we're supposed to respect. 
and think that they've got our best interests at heart. Don't ever believe. If, if you ever get a notice, a call from somebody saying, I'm from the federal government and I'm here to help you, that's, that's the biggest lie that's ever been told in the world. They're not here to help you. No. They're here to take something from you or impose some kind of restrictions on you, but they're not here to help you. No. Don't no. believe that. They're not. No. This is my, this is my talking here. Because we had a lot of church leaders, they had no clue which way to go. Nope. And 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 the people sitting under them, you've got to people. You've got to wise up. If you're sitting under a church leader and he can't discern in what to do and what not to do, you better get out of that church. Because yep. I'm tell you what, we got a lot of churches today that are not who they say they are. And that's the bottom line. And I'm going to tell you what, and I say this with the righteous anger because it's a fact. I, I'm so tired of seeing people at, just walking around like zombies because of their lack in their spiritual walk, because of their lack. And I can't, there's more to get into this on discernment. I will cover that the next time. But I'm going to say this, without discernment, there is no wisdom. Nope. You know, you will be deceived, and God will allow it. If you don't wise up, and we're going to tell you on our next segment, on our next part two on discernment, we're going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how to get that discernment, how to wise up, how to keep your eyes and ears open to, that will keep you going in the right direction so you will know, so you will not be fooled and you will not allow that fear to come upon you because we have got to put our fight on and keep it on. And we have, that's what the armor of God is for. You got to keep that armor on so that when that bullet comes or that arrow, you've got it blocked. Blocks it. And you're not going to be deceived in any way. And you're not going to allow that fear to come on you that will that will bow down like that little sheep and be steered off. You know, I had a dream years ago, and I know we're going over, but I I had a I don't know if I should tell this, but I had a dream about my mom years ago. You know, I'll I'll get to that the next time. So, um, <laughs> not to publish. Yeah. This, we're going to end it right here. This brings us to the end of our episode. We hope it was beneficial. You know, I want to encourage you all to grow closer and walk with God. Amen. Yes. Yes. You know, it's the only way you're going to have peace and safety. So I hope this beneficial, this was beneficial to you. And in, 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 in that it will encourage you in your faith walk, but most of all, your walk in truth. Thanks for listening in, the Straight Shooters. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review us on Apple or other podcasts. We're also listed on, and we're also on um, YouTube. And be sure to come back next week for our discussion on discernment. Until then, this is host Earl Motes and Doreen Davis, and God bless you. God bless you. A special thanks to Amy Mann of Christian Television Network. And remember, this is Straight Shooters, where you will get straight talk concerning our Christian walk. God bless you. God bless you.